Welcome to Based Liberty. I'm your host, Darren Wisely. I'm not politically correct, and I'm not afraid of the consequences for the things I say. I'm simply here to speak the truth as I see it from where I'm standing, and let the chips fall where they may. Welcome to Base Liberty, fellow thought criminal. Enjoy your stay. Welcome to Base Liberty, episode 51. Today is Monday, March 29th, 2021. And welcome to the show, fellow thought criminals. I'm Darren Wisely, and it's just a pleasure to be with you today, as always. And for those of you who are newer, I'm just here to give you the non-PC, unfiltered truth. And I've been especially critical of this complete shamdemic we've been in. If you've been following along, of course, you know that. And you know, the talking heads out there, they might hit it with kid gloves if they're critical of it at all, which most aren't. Most play along with this absolute absurd, false, fraudulent narrative. Uh, I just ripped the whole thing apart. I don't care. I don't even need any shreds to put this complete pile of crap packed together with. If you're like me, you're sick and tired of the games, the pretending, the outright Orwellian nonsense. And especially now, we're over a year into this thing. So, if you're into all that and you haven't yet, check out episode 49 where, once again, I just lay into Fauci, um, <laughs> one of my favorite pastimes, because he certainly deserves it. But today I'm going to switch gears onto a different topic. It's somewhat related, uh, but it's different. And it is going to be just another inconvenient truth. I just tell you the truth as I see it. The chips can fall where they may. Um, but I sleep just fine at night, giving people the cold, hard truth, because... You're not going to hear it on any kind of mainstream media. They're not even going to touch topics like we're talking about today. So with that in mind, just make sure you're subscribed so you know when I'm dropping episodes. I've been a lot more frequent, trying to do like twice a week when I can. Follow my Facebook, my Twitter. You don't want to look all that up. Go to BaseLiberty.com. You can find the store there as well, as well as all my links. And if you do like what we're doing, getting you this truth out there, you can join the Patreon or also contribute to Anchor, where I make this show, and you probably heard the advertisement at the beginning. Um, just got another person to join this week, and I'm very thankful. I mean, just 5 $10 a month, you can keep this show going. I don't have the support of all these corrupt criminals that people on TV have. I don't have that because they don't benefit from me telling the inconvenient truth. But this is the way to get the, the truth out there. Shows like this, sharing it with your friends, because the stuff I'm talking about today, I promise you, you will not hear a single peep about on television. That is guaranteed. That is guaranteed. Sometimes I really do get down on just how screwed we are, but people like you encourage me to keep going, putting out content, and just actually in life in general. Um, and it makes me think maybe there's just a little bit of hope here before it is too late. I do know times are tough, but it doesn't cost you a dime to share this with your friends if you can't pitch in that $5, $10 a month. And that's how we get the word out because we need more people on our side or we're never going to change anything. So if you can share it, 
That'll mean a lot to me, but it'll also get more people to be plugged into what's really going on. And speaking of sharing, I will be doing my drawing for the 50 for episode 50 here at the end of the episode, so stay tuned for that. And I just want to say once again, I'm just thankful to all of you who participated, and I really am just humbled by the continued support. So with that, uh, today's episode, I've been wanting to do this topic for a little bit now, but I wanted my second episode of last week to hit on something that was a little more timely. But I see these posts on social media about, my stimmy, you know, it's this cool thing. Oh, a stimmy, you know, we got a slang for it. Oh, my stimmy, I'm going to get a new Michael Kors purse with my stimmy. I'm going to get some new rims for my stimmy, man. Or just some other pointless material crap. But this whole mindset you see people talking about their stimmy shows how completely ignorant people are on, on basic economics. And the ignorance of our monetary system really shows how just screwed we are at this point. And of course, you got to blame the public education system, uh, just parroting this Keynesian nonsense as if it, it were fact. I remember high school economics. Uh, it's just laughable. You know, looking back at it, they're telling us that government's stimulating the economy and injecting money into the market. And, and with what money? With what money? <laughs> what money are they putting into the market that they didn't take from someone else? How can they stimulate? How can government stimulate the economy? And the media, they're just as much at fault too, because you don't hear anyone telling you the truth, kind of like I said in that opening. I mean, what do you expect people to know, considering the education system, the media? I mean, it's just like everything else, I guess. But when you turn on the TV, the only debate when it comes to these stimulus packages, and, and that term, it just annoys me to no end. But the only debate really is how much it should be and who should get it. And that's really it. But there's never a debate over this fundamental question is, should we have this stimulus package in the first place? Is this even a good idea? And how this is really just screwing everyone over. See, that, that's outside the discussion. That's the inconvenient truth. So to really understand just how messed up this system is, you have to kind of understand what the Federal Reserve is. It really is one of the most evil and corrupt institutions in the United States, if not the most evil and corrupt. Uh, it controls the entire system, the monetary policy. And without this system, you'd never have enough money to do all the ridiculous, expansive, intrusive things government does. Because they could tax us all at 100% of our income, they still would not have enough money to fund everything the federal government's got its hands in these days. So what do they do? Well, they just print money. They create it out of thin air. They borrow it with debt. And you know... Um, it's not to overshadow the IRS. Obviously, they're evil. Obviously, I'm vehemently opposed to the income tax. It's certainly immoral. But the IRS and taxation alone could not fund everything the government's doing. <laughs> so what do they do? Well, they have to create money out of thin air. And it, it does make you kind of wonder when you sit back and think of it, like, why do they even tax us? I mean, if they're just going to print money out of thin air to pay for things... Why not just do the more convenient route? Why, why waste time, money, have these agencies, have us file out this tax return? kind of does make you wonder. 
But this system is the only way they can fund the massive welfare state, all these government handouts, uh, corporate welfare as well, um, all these unconstitutional federal alphabet agencies meddling in all of our affairs, doing stuff we don't want them to do. All these government bureaucrats who do nothing of any value. And, of course, the military-industrial complex, which is about half the U.S. budget, uh, to have troops all over the world, all of these weapons, um, things we really don't need because no one's really a serious threat to us in 2021. You know, the Cold War days are long behind us. So the government needs a system. Otherwise, again, they'd never be able to do all this crazy stuff. Uh, but the pure evil behind this is that by printing money out of thin air, they're inflating the dollar, they're decreasing the spending power of the money you have. So in essence, you're taxed by inflation. Now, they don't talk about this, of course. But the reason Congress likes this is because they can fund their programs without having to increase taxes. Because if they had to fund these programs through taxation you can understand it would be wildly unpopular. So a congressman, if he votes to raise taxes, he might get voted out when people look at their pay stub and be like, man, more money's getting taken out. Vote him out. But when it's just printed out of thin air, it's much more pernicious. People don't see it right away. Most people aren't even paying attention. It's harder to hold anyone directly accountable if you even see it happening at all. And you typically don't until much after the fact. So this way, government, Congress, they can have their cake and eat it too. They can get done all these programs to bribe people with that, but they don't need to take it directly from the people that they can see, which would piss them off. So they, they have their cake and they eat it too. They don't have to be responsible for a direct income tax. And again, it just screws people over. It diminishes the value of their hard-earned money, and it dwindles their savings account. So it makes savers into losers, and it incentivizes you to spend money now because you at least get the immediate value of your money where if you hold on to it in a bank account, that money is, even if it just sits there, you're losing the value. See, there used to be a time when people could just put money in the bank. They had a savings, but, but now they can't do that. Why? Because of inflation. And I don't want to make this episode all about the Federal Reserve. I can do that if you guys want me to. Um, the Creature from Jekyll Island, awesome book. If you want a history about how it started, you want to understand the circumstances uh, from which it was created. And the Fed by Ron Paul. It's a small, simple, great book that, that tells you what is so evil about this system. And if you want to understand a little bit more about like bailouts, uh, bubbles, market failures, you know, 2008 always interests people. Meltdown by Dr. Thomas E. Woods. That's another good one, and, and there's more I could recommend, uh, but those are just a few that come to mind. Um, so the government, it can't stimulate anything, okay? The, uh, the government doesn't create wealth. Government can only give what it's taken in the first place. So if it's redistributing taxes, it's not creating wealth. It's just taking money from Peter to pay Paul. But in this case, when it just prints or borrows money, it isn't even taking the money directly it's creating money out of thin air. And it's problematic for the reasons I stated, you know, just a second ago. In this massive debt that is required for all of this. 
uh, these stimulus packages. The real brunt of this monetary stimulus is never felt until down the road. And that's why it's so evil. Again, the stimulus check is going to be paid by people much later and, and a lot of times by people who aren't even born yet. <laughs> They're going to be paying for this stimulus check. The fundamental fact is that wealth cannot be created from thin air. If that were the case, why would anyone even work? If, if wealth could just be created from thin air, why don't we just sit at home and let the government print money uh, and, and just send us checks in the mail, right? That's absurd. But when you think about things to their logical conclusion, things make a lot more sense. You start to understand, okay, there's got to be a reason that this can't be done. Well, why is that? It's because wealth is only created when, through, when an individual creates something of value, a good or service, that has an actual value. Money is simply a way to reflect the value created, and it's a medium of exchange. This way we don't have to rely on a barter system. But when government gets involved and starts manipulating it, you can see people's perception of what money is drastically changes. But you, you simply cannot create wealth out of thin air. It's, it's a basic just reality. And with all of this in mind, I mean, this past year, the in, just outright insanity that's going on. We're in QE infinity. I mean, Biden just signed this $1.9 trillion stimulus package. You add that with what Trump did the past year. $6 trillion the past year. $6 trillion. That doesn't even seem to bother people. That's what's so insane about this. People are so desensitized to these numbers with trillions. If you think about how much a trillion dollars is. I mean, you look at the top five, six huge companies, you know, Google, Apple, whatever they are, Amazon, you combine how much money they make in a year, it's about $150 billion. Nothing near a trillion, right? Like 15% of a trillion, something like that. And yet, just in stimulus alone, six trillion, just in stimulus alone, not everything else they're doing with the budget. We are $30 trillion in debt. We have over $100 trillion, some say over $200 trillion in unfunded liabilities. I mean, these numbers are literally astronomical. And it does make you wonder, looking at these numbers, all these zeros, if there really is any way out of this insanity. Or if it is just completely too late. I think a lot... A lot have mailed it in because you used to have Republicans at least pay lip service to the, the debt crisis and all of these things and fiscal responsibility, but they're not even talking about that anymore. I think people are just mailed it in and say, well, we'll enjoy it while it lasts and then we're screwed. But the day of reckoning will come. The question is when. So I hope all these people singing and dancing, my stimmy, my stimmy, you know, happy about their silly $1,400 check. Happy to know they're screwing over their own children in the process. They're destroying their future. This measly check is so minuscule compared to the interest. Those in the future are going to be paying on it. If you're against these lockdowns, as I certainly am, you should realize that this without this monetary policy, these lockdowns could not happen. Because if they locked us down, they close businesses, they kick people out of jobs. But what do they do? They give people unemployment, stimulus checks, other uh, 
paycheck protection, whatever, to tide them over and basically bribe these people to go along with it. Because, ah, well, I guess if I have to sit at home, I'm at least getting paid for it, fine. But if they didn't have a way to tide people over with unemployment stimulus, people would have no way to pay their bills, buy food, and just take care take care of themselves in the most basic ways. The civil unrest, if everyone was just forced out of work for no reason and not compensated, it would be insane. But they're essentially bribing people by paying them to sit at home. They're bribing people with their own money. But they aren't paying people with anything real. It's not real wealth. It's only debt, money printed out of thin air. But people don't realize this. So so they're complacent. They're fine. Okay, well, the government's taking care of me. No, it's not. It's screwing you over. And the craziest thing is, you know, in these other stimulus circumstances you know there was at least a real financial downturn you know the housing bubble the dot-com bubble you know these crashes but here we didn't have any real reason for any kind of downturn it was just this covid but covid didn't cause a financial crisis it was lockdowns it was government forced economic crisis So government causes a problem, and in typical fashion, they have another solution, which is just going to exacerbate the problem. And people aren't seeing it now, but down the road, they certainly will. It was all artificial. And this is just another example of the evils of this monetary policy, because this stuff would never fly without this ability to create money out of thin air. Of course, not a word from the media about all of this just downright insanity. Six trillion in stimulus the past year, as I said. It's all sunshines, rainbows, helicopter money. Oh, we're just going to drop it, drop cash from a helicopter. But really, it's just numbers in a, in a computer to a bank. It's even easier for these crooks nowadays. You know, on the eighth day, the government said, let there be money, and there it was. And, and that's, that's the amount of thinking people put into it. Oh, money from the government. I'm not going to question uh, how it got there, where it came from. They certainly can't tax us enough to pay for it, but, uh, you know, public school told me don't think, so I won't. No one questions anything. If they can just cash their check, enjoy sitting at home, eating Cheetos, watching the Kardashians... Not giving a care in the world about the inevitable destruction ahead. That if they won't face, well, their children certainly will. So when we talk about stimulus, they are just screwing us all over. And I want to talk about a parable Mises had that really is the best way to explain how this insanity for correcting a, quote, market crisis. Imagine a master... A master builder. He has at his disposal the labor of many workers. Collection of bricks, shingles, glass, and so on. And then suppose the subordinate in charge of counting the available supply of bricks inflates the number of available bricks by 10%. The master builder draws up a blueprint for the house, erroneously thinking he has more bricks to work with than he really does. Because of this error, he embarks on a building plan that is unsustainable. There are not enough bricks to finish the house, 
as it is designed in the blueprint. Now, obviously, the sooner the builder learns this mistake, the better, because if he finds out immediately after the excavators have dug a hole for the foundation, the waste will consist merely of extra labor and gasoline needed to use the earth movers to put back some of the dirt and make the hole smaller. But suppose the builder doesn't find out until after he's already laid the foundation and erected the frame of the whole house. And you can see the problem there, and that's exactly what's going on here, is when they try to correct what they call a market failure, uh, a market crisis, by just pumping the money supply, well, all it does is give this false sense of security so people do the same things. And eventually that day comes, and they're even more screwed, when if they just didn't do anything, didn't kick the can down the road, well, yeah, it would be pretty inconvenient, but people could fix it and it wouldn't be as devastating. Another great example is someone's out on a night fully drinking the next morning, have a hangover, of course. Well, they just need to let it ride out and they'll be fine. But what if instead someone has a bad hangover, they wake up and they just say, you know what, I'm just going to keep drinking. Well, they'll feel better at that time, but then what? They're still going to have that hangover at some point. It's going to be worse. Are they going to just keep drinking again? You see, that's not sustainable. They're just exacerbating the problem. They're, they're prolonging it. And that's exactly what the government does, the Federal Reserve, the monetary policy, by just injecting money into uh, the money supply to kick the can down the road, to prolong the hangover, not only making the inevitable still going to happen down the road but it's actually going to be much 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 worse and the more they kick it down the road the more they artificially put it off the worse it's going to be and you can see how bad it's going to be because of the predicament we're in with this situation getting drunk off monetary policy is exactly what the united states has been doing for years and years and years and years and Basically, the policy creates bubbles, the bubbles burst, instead of, just like in the brick maker or the alcohol examples I used, just letting it correct, taking the hit. Yeah, the hit's going to suck. The hangover's going to suck. I'm not just saying it won't, but it's going to be much better to just get it out of the way now, let the market correct itself, and move on. But just like in 08, that bubble burst, and what they do? They just pump it back up, and now it's... 10 times bigger. It's absolutely ludicrous by just letting a bubble burst, pumping it back up even bigger, and making the next time even more painful. And that's exactly what's going on. When I tell people this, they act like it's some wacky conspiracy theory. But it's really just understanding the Austrian theory of the business cycle, basic economics, the mechanics of money, what sound money is. And the fact is, if you understand what money is and how wealth is created, it's really not complicated at all. And when I tell people that they can't just print off money to pay for whatever stupid thing they want, I hear people say, oh, that'll never happen. We're the United States. We'll be fine. We're the, we're the wealthiest country ever. No. <laughs> oh, man, that is just so, so wrong. You know, they say, well, when's it going to be? If that's going to happen, predict it. You tell me the date. Well, it's not about that. It's just about understanding the mechanics, the fundamentals of what's going on. It's not about predicting a specific date. Like the Mayan calendar is going to say, no, it's it's not about, it's just understanding how it works. 
you can't create wealth out of thin air. Government can't create wealth. It can't stimulate an economy. It's all a lie that they are stimulating anything. All they are doing is kicking the can down the road. It's the normalcy bias. Oh, it hasn't happened yet, so it never will. Well, each time they do this, they're making the situation going to be that much worse when it does happen. You have to be a real arrogant buffoon to think that money can just be printed by the trillions out of thin air, having these insane deficits over 100 trillion in liabilities, and think the day of reckoning won't come. It will. So enjoy your stimmy while your children will probably grow up in poverty and despotism to finance your comfortable lifestyle. So who benefits from this policy? Why do we have it? Well, as I explained already, the politicians. But it's the corporate interest. Uh, it's the bankers, Wall Street, who really uh, makes out and gets so rich off this. And again, read the creature from Jekyll Island. You'll understand exactly who is behind this. The J.P. Morgan is one of the originators. But if you want to understand it... You, what I mean, just look at these stimulus packages. Look at all what's in them. You know, there's an insane amount of corporate welfare packed into them. Airline bailouts, these other huge companies getting all this money for what? It's all under the pretense that it's benefiting the people. But in reality, almost all of it is helping to get the extremely rich get richer. The average Joe's paying for it. And if not, it's going to be the average Joe's kids paying for it. It really is an entirely evil and corrupt system by design. They don't tell you about it because, well, if everyone understood this, there would be a lot of civil unrest, a lot of pissed off people. But, oh, here's your check. Just stay quiet. Don't question anything. Uh, enjoy your Cheetos. Okay. And that's exactly why they don't talk about it. You don't think the mainstream media has a vested interest in keeping the lid on this? <laughs> It definitely would be a tad against their own interest to do so. So, this whole system is clearly, it's unconstitutional, it's corrupt. And you can go back to some of the founding generation, Thomas Jefferson being a huge proponent of sound money. Um, that's where the phrase, not worth a continental, comes from. Because they used fiat currency to pay a lot of the uh, American Revolution. And, and no one wanted the money because it was so worthless. You see, Andrew Jackson, huge proponent of the gold standard. Only president, fun fact, that we ever had a balanced budget under. And you go you go into the late 19th century, the Bourbon Democrats, some of them, like Grover Cleveland, they were proponents of the gold standard sound money as well. And uh, they're really an interesting crew, and maybe someday I'll do an episode about the Bourbon Democrats. But... The real problem is people just want something now. They have such a high time preference. They don't care about the long-term consequences. They just want that immediate gratification. Give me my check. I'm not going to question anything. We have to stop thinking it's the government's job to take care of us and regulate the economy. It simply can't be controlled. Controlling the market is like trying to control the weather. It's just not something you can do. It's impossible. The only option is to end the Federal Reserve, go back to sound money, get back on the gold standard. That is it. That's the only option. 
It's going to be painful in the short term, but if we wait until the whole thing collapses, well, that is going to be much more painful. So that is the show, and um, now I'm going to once again thank all of you who are who participated in the 50 for the 50th episode sweepstakes. And for those of you who don't know what I'm talking about, I'm doing a giveaway. Um, $50 in store credit, which you can check out at BaseLiberty.com to thank the listeners, the supporters, because I really do sincerely appreciate you guys. I had about a dozen people partake in this, so I do appreciate it. I probably should have given more of a heads up. I gave like a day in advance. Uh, if we do this again, I'll give a little more time so we can get more people to get their hat in the ring. So without further ado, I've got a little, little bucket here. Just kind of throw the names in this, uh... Not Tupperware, but drum roll. All right, this is our big win. Oh, okay. Well, this is a blank. Uh, no names written on this one. Well, I think there was an odd number in here, so th- maybe I just cut it up. My bad. Okay, my bad. All right, let's uh, let's try it again here. <laughs> um. All right, not looking. Not looking. And our winner is Amanda. Well, congrats. Uh, Shoot me an email. We'll get you the information to get your $50. You can use anything you want in the store and uh, rep the swag. And uh, keep listening, keep supporting the show. And we really do appreciate it. Thanks to everyone who participated. If you guys like this kind of stuff, I'm happy to do some more of it every once in a while. I'll be more organized next time. And uh, just let me know what kind of things you guys would like to see. And uh, maybe we'll make it happen. But hey, that's our show for today. Thanks for all of you for tuning in. I hope you enjoyed it. I hope you enjoyed this topic. It is so very important. You hear monetary policy, a lot of people's eyes glaze over. But that's what they want. They want you to not pay attention. That's how they can screw you over so much easier. So keep that in mind because we really are on the road to serfdom if we don't change something. So I hope you're having a good day. Enjoy the rest of your week. We'll talk to you soon.